This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Thursday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins lose 6-3 to yesterday afternoon. They lose the series to the Toronto Blue Jays. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, tough day for Sandy Alcantara once again. Another tough day for the Marlins, who are now back to nine games over 500 after they've been beaten by the Blue Jays 6-3 to this afternoon at Lone Depot Park. Toronto wins this series after the Marlins crushed them 11-0 in game one. Toronto a barn burner. They took down the Marlins 2-0 last night, and they double them up today 6-3. to It was a rough second inning for Sandy Alcantara. This is the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Nelly. Let's go right to the second inning today. Sandy Alcantara worked around a first inning, two-out single by Brandon Belt, but it just totally unraveled on him in the second before he settled down and went seven. Yeah, again, you know, it's very bizarre to me. You know, you have that one inning in his starts that he has a blow-up that he loses control. He loses command. Everything was up. The slider wasn't sharp. It's not sharp anyway, but it was en- it's enough to get, off, get him off the other pitches, his good change and his good fastball. You know, he gives up five in the second, does a great job in the third, one, two, three, winds up striking out two in that inning. Got in a little trouble in the fourth, was able to get out of that with nothing. Got in a little trouble in the fifth, was able to get out of that jam, and then again in the sixth. So you did have three straight innings there, the fourth, fifth, and sixth, where he had men on base. He had some traffic. He was able to get out of the jams, and one double play got him out of that sixth, and then settled in in the seventh inning again. You know, he had two strikeouts, one looking in that seventh so uh, I, just really bizarre you know to me when he goes and it's just the one inning the mechanics get out of whack uh, you know his confidence starts getting shot and then he's going to go back and look at this outing and he goes wow 10 hits and i gave up five runs and uh it's it's like okay, what do you do and, and you, you try to get his confidence back and it's that one inning that winds up blowing up that confidence the five run six inning really did uh, the five-run six-hit second inning by the Blue Jays really did the Marlins in today. Kevin Gosman, good for the Blue Jays, but I thought the Marlins missed some opportunities offensively today to really crawl back into things. Yeah, they did in that fourth inning. They had Gosman on the ropes, and, you know, you wound up getting a, a little maybe too aggressive there, a little 2-5, a nice play by the catcher Heineman for the Blue Jays to get that out, that lead runner at third you could have scored a few more there Mm -hmm. uh you look in the seventh inning they had an opportunity when they got the first two guys on you wind up only scoring one and then again in the ninth inning uh you had some runners on base putting some pressure on romano you know gossman was cruising all the way up until that fourth inning and he got himself out of his own jam made his pitches all of a sudden they you know that little mound visit from the pitching coach of the blue Jays settled him down he got a nice double play in the fifth after a rise the leadoff hitter got on. So, yeah, they did have the opportunities. Uh, but if you look on one end, Sandy Alcantara wasn't able to make some pitches to get out of his jam. They wind up scoring five in that second. But Gossman was able to get out of that jam, similar 
as into that fourth inning, but he made his pitches to get out of that one. All right, Nelly. Well, drive home safely, and I'll see you tomorrow night. Marlins yeah. Pirates, first of four. Yeah, they should hopefully win three out of four against a struggling Pirate team. And Braxton Garrett gets the ball tomorrow night. Highlights from this ball game this afternoon. First run scoring for the Blue Jays in the second after a leadoff double by Matt Chapman. It was Kevin Biggio. Here's the nothing and one offering to Kevin Biggio. Alcantara looking back at Chapman, and he swings and hits a rifle down the right field line. This is an extra base hit rolling into the corner. That fastball was center cut belt high. Biggio's got a double, back-to-back -back doubles here for the second inning for Toronto. They've got a 1-0 lead. And after a single by Santiago Espinal, Kevin Kiermeyer got in on the fun. Kiermeyer swings, hits a ground ball back up the middle and a base hit. It's going to make it 2 to nothing. Espinal stutter stepped at second. Now he's going to third. First and third with nobody out. Blue Jays leading 2-0, and they're just making solid contact for the most part against Alcantara. So that brought up Tyler Heineman, who tried unsuccessfully three times to get down a sack bunt to put two in scoring position, but it wouldn't matter. The next man at the plate was George Springer. And here's a chopper over the head of Hampson into left field for a base knock. One run is going to score. Kiermaier is flying. He's going to try to score. Throw comes in towards the plate, catching a tag not in time. 4-0. Yeah, they may look at that. I mean, it was a great slide by Kiermaier, but a great tag by Stallings. And then capping off the five-run six-hit top of the second inning for the Blue Jays was Whit Merrifield. And as the 1-0 pitch is hit, and that's over the head of Horizon to center field. This is going to play it another run. Rounding third, headed towards the plate. Throw comes up the line. Cruising into second is Merrifield. This is getting ugly. It's 5-0 Toronto. So it was 5-0 after two, and it would stay that way until the bottom of the fourth inning. Leading things off for the Marlins in the bottom of the fourth was Brian De La Cruz. He singled. Jesus Sanchez then doubled, and it was Garrett Cooper's turn to bring him home. Here is Garrett Cooper, and he swings and hits a ball in the air. Fairly deep left field. Merrifield's going back out of the warning track. Wall reaches up, can't get it. Off the top of his glove, De La Cruz is going to score. Here comes Sanchez. Throw comes in towards the plate. Not in time. It's a two-run double with nobody out here in the bottom of the fourth inning for Garrett Cooper. Marlins chipping away. It's 5-2 Toronto. And unfortunately, the Marlins could not get anything else there in the bottom of the fourth inning, even with Cooper at second with nobody out. So it was 5-2. to two. It would stay that way through six and a half innings. The Marlins would get another in the seventh after a single by Jonathan Davis and after Kevin Gossman hit Jacob Stallings with a pitch. Garrett Hampson came to the plate for Miami. Here's the 2-1 pitch, and he swings and hits a ground ball fair down the right field line. Davis is going to score from second. Stallings is going to go to second. The first three men have reached for the Marlins. Here in the bottom of the seventh inning, they've scored a run. J.D. Davis has set the table. It's 5-3. And unfortunately, that is all the Marlins would get in this ball game today. Matt Chapman took Stephen Okert deep, leading off the top of the eighth inning. The Marlins threatened in the bottom of the ninth. They brought the tying man to the plate. That was in the form of Luis Arise, who went two for five today. Arise bounced out into a fielder's choice to Espinal at shortstop, who stepped on the bag, and the ball game was over this afternoon. Toronto wins this ball game by a final score of six to three. So for the Blue Jays today, six runs, 11 hits, no errors, five men left on base. And for the Marlins, three runs, nine hits, no errors, seven men left on base. Gosman, the winner, he's 7-3. Alcantara, the loser, he's 2-6. Romano with his second consecutive save in the series. He's now got 22 this season. 
Total time of game, two hours and 24 minutes at Lone Depot Park this afternoon, playing in front of 15,701 here today. Again, Alcantara is the loser. Gosman the winner. Romano with the save. Elsewhere on the box score for you today for Miami, Luisa Rise and Jonathan Davis with multi-hit performances. When it's all said and done today, Arise two for five. And his average stays put right where it began the day at 398. The Marlins pitching staff today punched out eight, and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Dry Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the 6-3 loss to the Blue Jays. Skip, um, another kind of bizarre outing for Sandy. He had that big second inning and then gave you seven throughout and looked good. Is there really any explanation? This has been something, obviously, that's been going on throughout the season. Anything that you could pinpoint yet? This is going to sound crazy, but I actually thought that was pretty a pretty encouraging start. Uh, I didn't obviously love the five-run inning. He didn't love it. I thought he had trouble getting the ball maybe in the location he wanted that particular inning. But he navigated through that lineup pretty efficiently after that. And I thought... Again, I'll have to review it tomorrow, um, but I felt like that was a more encouraging start. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I know he's probably still frustrated, and I get it, and not what he wants to do. But I felt like today was actually something that we can really build on and move forward, uh, you know, moving for uh, the next bullpen and next start. What in particular was so encouraging about it? The location of his pitches were where he wanted them. I felt like he could change the eye level when he wanted it. Um, he wasn't living in the kind of happy zone of where they liked it. Um, so I felt like he got the ball down better maybe in the fifth through seventh inning, um, changed the eye level when he wanted to, got in on righties when he wanted to, and the slider was where he wanted it. I just felt like it was, it was more Sandy-like um, the majority of those innings than um, maybe the previous couple starts. That being said, do you think that an outing like this where he was able to go deep and do everything that you had just mentioned, do you think that could maybe be that turning point? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Uh, but I, I do think so. I, um, before we were kind of at a loss on what, you know, what was kind of going on, uh, we are looking at literally everything. Um, I just I feel it's a loss. I understand where we're at, but I just felt more encouraged today than, than uh, previously. What's I would say, you know, lost two of three to a really good Blue Jays team, but the fact maybe you see hopefully Sandy figuring things out that you guys have been able to do this without the Cy Young pitching like he, you know, like his Cy Young self, is that at least encouraging that you think the best is yet to come so that could be a boost for this team? Yeah, I'm going to bet on Sandy. I think um, our clubhouse is going to bet on Sandy. I think he's going to be more of that version the second half of that game than um, what you've seen. Um so yeah, we're obviously we need him to to be that version uh, moving forward if we want to get to where we want to get to. Really good lineup. They made some good pitches when they had to as well to get out of some big jams against the hitters we wanted up at the time. Um, so credit to you know Swanson, some of those guys that came in at the right time. But um, I feel like uh, you know we were in the fight the whole the whole game, um, and you know proud of the guys the way they came back after five nothing. We felt like we had a chance almost every inning after that. Um, so that was also encouraging on both sides of it. Last night you said, I mean, despite being able to push across a run, you guys, you liked the at-bats. Was today more of the same? You liked the at-bats, just wasn't able to get enough? Guy's a pretty good pitcher, been a good pitcher for a while. Gave us a little trouble with the split, um, you know, early on. 
and then felt like the second and third time around, we kind of figured him out and kind of not figured him out, but got where we wanted the ball um, to, you know, put a good swing on it. Um, and so that's when you kind of saw those rallies, um, you know, maybe second, third time through. But yeah, I, I, again, we had traffic, um, just didn't push uh, enough across to, to win the game. We saw it a little bit today that the way they had Arise shifted in left field a bit, maybe playing a little bit more in and then up the middle, which they kind of have done. But do you anticipate maybe clubs moving forward doing stuff like that to try to take away some of those hits that maybe he was getting early in the season? I think clubs are going to try something, right? He's in 400, so I think they're going to try something. Even with the, you know, the shifting and everything else today, he's still got two hits. Um, so he's the type that will see that and probably then hit it in the other hole. I mean, I don't know what the, the guy's capable of of doing, but he's he's capable of doing so many different things with the barrel, and um, so yeah, the clubs are going to shift a lot of guys. They shifted Dela way uh, way Oppo and took away a few hits this series as well. It's a smart team over there, coached really well, and um, and they took advantage of of um, some really good scouting. We're saying that in that five run inning two against San the Kiermaier one was kind of a ground ball that went through. Maybe you guys weren't playing completely normal double play, and then the chopper over the third baseman side with the infield drawn in. Is that a bit too of like luck or bounces not going his way? In that we end? were playing double play depth. He was just shifted over a little bit oh. to the pull side, um, but it's still in in and where we feel like he hits the majority of the balls. But yeah, he, he got it up the middle. The the chopper you're playing infield in, um, you know, trying to. Uh, not have too many more runs score with Gossman on the mound. You know that we're not. It's going to be tough to score uh, tons of runs off of him. So we're trying to minimize the damage. Um, Sandy made a good pitch, chopper over the head, and um, you know kind of you know, how it was going that inning for him. You know, honestly, a couple of ground balls that got through, and um, you know, a couple you know hard hits as well. I think it was a combination of that inning of uh, that's how why he got the cricket number. It was another frustrating start for Sandy Alcantara, a weird one. Seven innings, ten hits, five runs, gave up five runs in the second. Other than that, uh, pitched scoreless in all the other innings. So it was just this weird season that continues on for Sandy Alcantara. Let's hear what he had to say after his start. Sandy, Skip said despite that second inning, he was very encouraged by your start here today. Do you feel the same? Um, first of all, I want to say thanks God for giving me hope during the game. So... I mean, I don't know. I don't see anything different over there. You know, just want to be able to attack the hitter, the hitter. You know, and they just take advantage. You know, they, they they got me today. But after the second inning, you were able to really hold it down. You were able to give your team seven. What do you take away from a start like this? Uh, nothing. You know, because we lost. You know, I mean, so I just gotta keep positive. You know, keep it by myself and. You know, just go outside in this outing and try to give my best. What did you do in the second inning where, where they were able to string some hits and some runs together? Uh, keep positive, you know, keep positive, keep throwing a, throwing a strike, you know, and let everything happen. What adjustments do you think uh, you made after that second inning? I think uh, keep my mind in the game, you know, doesn't matter, like, what happened, you know. There was a lot of self-contact today, a couple breaking bad, you know, so... And, you know, I just got to keep believing myself. And that's, that second inning, there's been a few of those this season. Does the game speed up on you? Is it a bit of luck? Like, what are you seeing that's, like, the common denominator? What's similar in those big innings that have been against you? Um, there is not luck for me this year, you know. I mean, but I know it. I know. I mean, there is a lot of people talking negative thing about me this year. But just keep believing myself. You know, I know I'm here. I got more opportunity to get better. You know, and that's why we're here. What about 
flipped your changeup. Last year, that was your go-to pitch. It was one of the best in baseball. It seems like this year hasn't been the same. Is it you're still trying to get a feel for it? Why is it not the same as last year? I don't know. Anyone want to be perfect? You know, I mean, you want to have um, one of your best pitch one year. You know, next year you wanna you have to change it. So, but I don't know. I just gotta keep working it. Sandy, when you can't pinpoint one particular thing, how much more frustrating is it than, for example, knowing that it's a mechanical issue or knowing that it's one particular thing that you need to work on? How much more frustrating is it when you just don't really know? I think um, just trying to not let what happened to me in one inning. You know, I mean, just got to be more aggressive since the first inning through I finished the game. The, one of the numbers that's different last year than this year is the runners in scoring position as well. Is there any rhyme or reason why you think they're having more success this year in those situations against you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the clock, you know. So, but I mean, it's, that's a rule, and we have to repeat that. So, I mean, we just have to keep playing baseball. All right, we're right back at it. Marlins still nine games over 500. Let's keep the morale up. A four game set awaits the Marlins as they host the Pittsburgh Pirates. Braxton Garrett, the southpaw, will get the start tonight. He'll face off against Pittsburgh's Mitch Keller. It's a 641st pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 610. As always, thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.